Alrighty, welcome back. Another episode of Post Stakes and She Stakes. Joined by myself, Dakota. We got Mr. Michael Rodriguez back on. How you doing, Mike? What's up, man? Go Birds. Uh, go I know birds. that the Birds. <laughs> Super Bowl week, Go Birds. <laughs> Super Bowl week. I hope the Birds win. Um, yeah, man, I'm doing good. Uh, you know, I'm here in D.C., wonderful Washington, D.C., mm. the land of horrible parking. So mm-hmm. I found a good parking spot before brunch, uh, and I'm not going to lose it because I have to work at five, so my car is going to stay right here, which is why I'm recording from the uh, the comfort of my vehicle here. Valid. How, how was your uh, your brunch? It was good. Yeah, um, people were late, so uh, nice. I showed up at one because it was supposed to be at one, one twenty. Um, but everybody showed up at like two and the brunch was over by the time everybody got there. So uh, I had to, had to eat, um, dinner food. Hmm. Uh, so I'm a little, a little, a little not, uh, enthused about that, but you know, I had some, had an Italian sandwich, which was really good and an espresso martini and some bourbon. So I'm feeling great. We love a good espresso martini. Um, cool. Cool. So yeah, man, this will be, uh, so Tim is not with us, obviously. He uh, couldn't make it. Busy work schedule, and uh, we've actually it's been what two weeks since our last episode. Been uh, life gets in the way sometimes, but we're back. We're always gonna have episodes here and there. So we wanted to recap at least the NFL honors, who got awards, did anyone get snubbed, who shouldn't have got awards, whatever, and then we'll talk about the uh, Super Bowl matchup that everyone uh, loves slash hates because. It's... <laughs> Just the two worst teams. So, <laughs> worst isn't uh, most hated, I would say, but hated, um, but best teams, uh, yeah. technically speaking. Yeah. I mean, I still think Baltimore was the best AFC team, but you know, they but lost. So, we'll start off with uh, the honors. So, no surprises here. Um, Lamar Jackson, Ravens QB, winning MVP. Um, I saw a lot Lizard. of people, a lot of people were like, see, the problem with a lot of these awards is like, People will immediately jump to statistics and like, oh, he wasn't even top 10 in passing or like touchdowns or this and that. I'm like, this is where you you, you separate the stats from what was actually going on on the field. Um, I mean, Lamar came in, granted, the playoffs didn't work out as, you know, they had wanted. Um, now there's the joke around he's got two MVPs and two playoff wins, but. He had a phenomenal season. Hey. Um, yeah. You can't can't take that away from him. Um, what he's able to do with his feet and his arm uh, is crazy. And I was one of those haters uh, when he came out of college. I thought, you know, this guy, super talented player, but I, from what I saw passing-wise, I was like, I don't see it. I don't think he's going to develop into a good quarterback. Um, but I think he's proven that you can win without being, you know, the the greatest pocket QB and – he can stand in there and throw in the pocket too. Like he's very versatile. Um, and without his skill set, um, I think, man, the Ravens would have fucked up if they didn't bring him back either. It would have been very curious yeah. to see what he would have done on another team. But yeah, um, yeah, that's kind of yeah, my, th- um, my thoughts on it. I don't think anybody else was really in the running besides him. So no, I mean, you look at you look at the other quarterbacks. I mean, you you could make a case, could have make a case for for Dak Prescott. Um, because he did have a phenomenal season, but um, I think that the last couple games really kind of deaded those conversations of him potentially being the MVP. But which, when you look at what Munkin did with that offense and how valuable um, Lamar Jackson is to that offense, 
you know, there, there's, there's no question that he is the MVP. Um, you know, he led that team to an AFC championship and the, and the number one seed in the AFC um, for the first time. And I don't know how long since the Ravens have been the first seed in the, in the, in the AFC. Um, you probably know off the top of your head. I do not, but in the, in the Lamar Jackson era, <clears throat> this is his second MVP. Um, and regardless of how you feel about that AFC championship game, which I definitely have lots of opinions on, they did not do what they have been so well at doing, which is running the ball. Um, yeah, they got away from it. They got away from it. And that kind of explains why they lost 17 to 10, but Lamar Jackson's a phenomenal player. He's really developed into a great, you know, passer as well. Great pocket presence. You see him doing less design runs and more trying to push the ball downfield. Um, now that he's got some, some phenomenal receivers and Zay Flowers, who's going to be, you know, a phenomenal receiver in the NFL, uh, if he can stay out of trouble. You know, currently he's uh, he's he's dealing. I was going to say he, he might be done in the NFL. We'll see what happens with that that case. Yeah, I don't know if he'll be done, but you know, he's definitely he needs to he needs to um, go through some growing pains there and and stay off stay out of trouble off the field. But he's he's been phenomenal. Odell is probably going to be gone, but. This year he was he was a great you know wide receiver three wide receiver two option, mm-hmm. um, and then you got Rashad Bateman who is very injury prone but had a solid season when he was healthy. Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely who's really taken on um, a great role with uh, Andrews being absent. I think that yeah. him and Andrews being active in that game, you know, kind of uh, threw off with the the the, um, the rhythm that they've been developing over the past couple of games that they've played together, which I I fully expected to happen. Um, you know, and, and you saw that with the with the interception that he threw to him uh, in, in the end zone and triple mm. coverage, which was just a bad read altogether. But uh, I digress, you know, getting away from, from the X's and O's here. Lamar Jackson definitely deserved the MVP. Um, all the, the Brock Purdy enthusiasts, I don't want to hear it. Uh, I, I would have made a case for Christian McCaffrey before Brock Three. Purdy and same for um, Tyreek Hill when it comes to Tua Tagovailoa. So congrats to Lamar. Uh, I really hope he gets his ring sometime soon because he deserves it. And um, solid season. Yeah, no, no, uh, no complaints here. Um, and then you just mentioned him, offensive player of the year. Again, no surprises. Christian McCaffrey, um, stud. As much as I can't stand a lot of the 49ers players and their fan base, um, I love. I've always liked Christian McCaffrey a lot. Like. When he was the, I have the Panthers jersey of him because he helped me win a fantasy football championship a couple of years ago. But nice. no, he's he's a beast. Uh, I think um, what he's able to do. I mean, I think he almost had almost uh, either he almost did or had over two thousand yards from scrimmage, which is crazy. crazy. Um, I mean, he led the league in rushing scrimmage touchdowns at one hundred and fourteen first downs and ten runs. Um, and 10, 10 plus 10. Hold on, I can't read this. He had 44 runs that were over 10 yards or more. So that's yeah, that's getting off contact, that's extending the play. Um, and I think as much as I don't, I'm not a fan of Brock Purdy. Um, and I think all the hype on him is crazy. Um, he would not be anywhere close to this MVP consideration if not for Christian McCaffrey. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's it's pretty pretty wild. Oh, he actually did go over two thousand, if I'm reading this correctly. Did he? Wow. He is let me just read this. Da, 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 da. Career numbers. 
he tied Marshall Falk for most rushing receiving touchdowns in the same season and became the third player in NFL history to have more than 2,000 yards from scrimmage in two with two different teams. That's crazy. But he did yeah. Yeah, you know, he's he's super he's super talented. That guy's a is a stud, man. He's that trade to San Francisco was huge. It really set them up for success, except especially on 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 the playoff runs that they've had. Um and we've seen the difference between when Christian McCaffrey's healthy versus when he's out or when he's injured, when he's not 100%. The team just looks completely different. They really rely on him a lot um as an overall player, not just mm-hmm. as a runner, but also, you know, as a passer. I mean, as a, as a as a receiver, because he could run routes just as good as anybody else on that team. Um, so he really opens up the passing game. He really takes a lot of the load off for for Purdy and makes him look a lot better than I, in my opinion, a lot better than I think he is personally as a quarterback. I know that that's very controversial. The game manager allegations or or <laughs> whatever you want to call it, but uh, bro, he's just, just Jimmy Garoppolo part two. Come on now. I I just I truly believe that he is Jimmy G two point but you know, I I will give him props that he he does have a good ability of extending plays, and he He'll showed that in the game against the Lions. Against the Lions, yeah, you know he he extend he uses he uses legs a little bit. You know he scrambled uh, out of some bad positions there against the Lions, and and won them that game ultimately. Even though I think that, um, you know the Lions handed them the game more than and luck as well. You talk about I mean, that, luck, man. Talk helmet. about the ball bouncing. That was crazy, man. Like I, hate, I, I, I can't, I can't I believe, that. I can't believe how how lucky they got with that. I mean, it, it was it was a pick, or it should have yeah. just been an incompletion. It should have yeah. been a pick. It should have been an incompletion, but it should not have been what it turned into. Brandon Ayuk bomb off the face mask. It was just crazy. But anyway, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I if if anything, I'm I'm fully rooting for no one to win this game. But if the Niners win. Um, you know, I'll be happy for at least Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. and George Kittle to get their ring, and of course Kyle Shanahan because if he doesn't get if he doesn't get a ring now, second trip to the Super Bowl, I think that he might have to be on 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 watch because he's I, I can't imagine I can't imagine what his mental health is going to be like. Yeah, it's <laughs> he remind honestly, um, Shanahan reminds me a lot of the Andy Reid years with the Eagles, where super, yeah they were always in the NFC Championship games, and then like. Would would get to a Super Bowl here and there, but then like couldn't win. Um, so yeah, very. I think Shanahan's like I wouldn't say his legacy is dependent on a Super Bowl win, but um, you know, especially this is a his, Shanahan legacy his, game. His sure. dad was Super Bowl winning coach, um, and so it's like you know, important step for him. But uh, yeah, I, I'm fully rooting for. I I feel like I used to. I respect George Kittle's game. I find him quite annoying as of late, though. <laughs> Um, he's just such a talker. I don't know. I feel like any any player on the Niners, I just don't just don't like anymore. Like they're just yeah. Like Debo's the worst. Even Joey Bosa. I used to love Debo. Like, nah, I fucking hate. I've always Nick, Bo- Nick Bosa. Debo. Yeah, Bosa is just like you know. They they asked him like, oh, well, what do you think of the offensive line of the Chiefs? He's like, I think they hold a lot. I'm like, yeah, okay, nah, valid valid but i mean you know saying that in that position it's like all right boy all right bro like just why don't you get a sack man and and, and say stop he, complaining i think up until detroit game he wasn't doing anything i mean they got like he, chase young him on that line they got hargrave on that line they they were pretty quiet and, 
And we'll and we'll talk about that in the Super Bowl matchup here, because yeah, uh, I got a lot to say about him. But but yeah, um, Christian McCaffrey, uh, congrats to him on getting Offensive Player of the Year. Definitely yeah. well deserved. Yeah, respect him. Um, I used to really I used to really respect Fred. I mean, I have respect Fred Warner's game as well. But he's he's gotten pretty cringe lately when he speaks. But that's a whole nother. Yeah, that's a whole I other respect goal. I respect Fred Warner. You know, especially when it came to the Eagles. You know, he was just like, I, I wish that we didn't talk all that shit because they they won that game. They deserve that win. Eagles you know, are still was, in their minds. They were talking about they're them the still, other day. still talking about <laughs> the crazy. Eagles, and I love it, honestly. It's like, hey, crazy. if we live if we live rent-free in your brain, actually, yeah. the Eagles, not we, because I am not an Eagle. I, I am a supporter of the Philadelphia yeah, we Eagles. We are all the team. Eagles. We are all, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I respected, I respected Fred Warner saying that. Because I haven't heard a single 49er just say, hey, you have to play who's who's in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to play under the circumstances that you're in. It's not our it's not their fault that our quarterback got hurt. You know, it's it's part of the game, charged to the game. They won that game, whatever, move forward. And they did yeah. move forward because they killed us later in the season, but whatever. Next award. Yeah, I was gonna say we're getting on it. We're getting off tangent here. Um yeah. this one I feel like got probably some of the most I wouldn't say controversy, but a lot of people were like but it should have been this guy. It should have been this guy, um, and I, I think he absolutely deserves it because he should have won it in previous years too. But defensive player of the year, Browns DN Miles Garrett. Now people immediately were like, "Should have been TJ Watt." His stats are better across the board. I'm like, nope. "Okay, but but Miles Garrett made like that Browns defense was like the number one defense in the league for a reason. It he, was. He had 14 sacks, still very respectable, um, but." They the Browns team as a whole was was crazy. Miles Garrett has been so good for so long. Um, I think it was just finally time that he got his award. Um, and I, I I'm happy for him. I like watching him play. Um, if I was gonna get a Browns jersey, I would get a Miles Garrett jersey. Um, but yeah, I mean he, it's just you got to triple team this man. Like he's and he's like just look at him. He doesn't even look like he's from Earth. He's he's, like Derek, he, he's the Derrick Henry type, where they're like came from. He Mars. looks like an alien. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he's he's a crazy he's a crazy athlete, you know. And people don't understand just how talented he is. Like he knows he can beat you mm-hmm. at the line of scrimmage. Like sometimes you just you just see it. Like just like in his body language. Like I've seen I've seen a couple of snaps that he's taken where he's like pretending like like to play basketball where he's like crossing someone over. And he's just like doing the motion, and then he he's just pure gets gets penetration. I um, agree, God. And <laughs> yeah, literally, like he's he's insane. Like there's videos of him playing basketball where he just looks like I'm like, how, why is this guy on on the court right now? Just yeah, he's just why is he that big? But the game, the game where I was really just shocked with his just sheer strength and and athleticism was against the 49ers, where Trent Williams was blocking him. And he grabbed Trent Williams with his right or his left arm and just threw him across his body. Mm-hmm. And and I've I've never seen anyone manhandle Trent Williams, who's arguably the one of the best tackles in football, if not mm-hmm. the best. He just threw him across his body. I'm like, that that man is is I would not want to see Miles Garrett running at me uh, as a quarterback in the pocket. He yeah. definitely deserved that award. You you can make the argument for TJ Watt. Um, I don't want to hear any Micah Parsons stands, um, you know, because second <laughs> second half of the season he kind of fell off a cliff. Um, yeah, because I mean that that has a lot, that that has to do a lot with you know just just scheming up and 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 game planning for him. But 
Um, you, you couldn't, you can't, you can't game plan for somebody like Miles Garrett. He's just a game wrecker. Um, no matter how many people you put on that side, he's going to get his at least once or twice a game. So um, I definitely agree with him being um, defensive player of the year. Congrats to him. Always thought he was super underrated, and I'm glad that he's finally getting some recognition as being yeah. one of the most dominant defensive ends of our time. Yeah, I mean, one one thing that was impressive to me is the Browns had a um, four-game win streak to close out the year um, to help get them in the playoffs. And during that time, Miles Garrett had 35 pass, ru- pass rush wins over four games, and the second close, closest person to that was T.J. Watt, who had 26. So he had, he had yeah. you know, nine more of that. Um, third highest player double teamed all year. 20% of the time he was being double teamed. And his, pass, his um, pass, pass rush win rate was also at 30%. So he's he's getting to the back of the field. You know, he's getting to the quarterback. He's causing havoc, whether that translates into sacks or tackles. I mean, he's still forcing the pressure. So, yeah, I, I think – I mean, TJ Watt would have been a fine choice as well, but I'm glad uh, – Glad Garrett got his flowers. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. Moving on, uh, this one surprised me. Um, but double offensive rookies of the year for the Houston Texans. They had CJ Stroud winning offensive rookie of the year, which I think the only other person that you probably could have made an argument for was Puka, uh, the Rams wide receiver. But CJ Stroud was crazy this year. He was way better than expected. Um, way and better. Then, this one was kind of upsetting. Defense Rookie of the Year, Will Anderson, also of the Texans. Um, I think if Jalen Carter hadn't kind of fallen off a little bit at the end of the year, it would have been his in the bag. Um, and I know a lot of people were like, whoa, Will Anderson had one more sack than Carter. I was like, Will Anderson plays D-end. Jalen Carter yeah. plays defensive tackle. There's a difference yeah. in sack numbers for that. But, um, yeah, I mean, Will Anderson, um, Jalen Carter, and then um, – his name just escaped me, but the Seahawks cornerback, um, they all were, true. yeah, they were all very deserving and shout out to the Texans, man. I mean, that's awesome that you're, you know, D'Amico Ryan yeah. came second in coach of the year voting. And then you have both your first round picks, which people were like, were like, what the fuck are they doing? Um, but they both ended up being great. So. Yeah. Um, I'm, I definitely, un- I, I think that I agree with, the fact that Jalen Carter got snubbed here. Um, mm-hmm. I think that Jalen Carter should have, I think I thought it was his award, um, you know, especially after that, uh, that, that touchdown that he had the fumble recovery. I'm just like, okay, this is just yeah. at this point, stat padding for his case for defensive player, a defensive rookie of the year. I mean, the guy did so many great things, especially in the first half of the season. I think that the defense, a lot of a lot of things about that defense let him down as a player. Um, they didn't really put him in the best position to get those numbers that he needed to be defensive rookie of the year. But that's a whole mm. other conversation. Whole other conversation. Um, and I think that we're going to see a huge step forward in him uh, next year under Vic Fangio. And so uh, you can I, always I'm, win. You can always win defensive player of the year. <laughs> yeah, and I'm blanking on uh, our new defensive line. Lyman's coach from the Seahawks. Oh, he's a unit. Um, I forget his name, but he's yeah, a that, that, that dude's he's a tank. Um, but uh, you know, I was looking at his resume a little bit. You know, he's done some great things in in Seattle, and and I think that he's going to be him working with a with with a guy like Jalen Carter. He's going to be in a great position to take that step forward next year, um, in the Fangio scheme. But I think that I'm not I'm not I'm not really upset at um 
Will Anderson winning it because he also had a phenomenal season. Mm-hmm. He's another freak athlete. He's going to be great in the in the league for for many years to come. CJ Stroud, I mean, you, you can't say enough great things about the kid. Um, he's phenomenal. Um, he's been phenomenal from the moment he he stepped on the football field as a Texan. Um, mm-hmm. He's been exceeding expectations. The only other person that comes even close is Puka Nakua. Um, but I mean, if I had to choose between Puka and CJ, I would definitely say CJ because CJ has really co- commanded that team and has taken on a leadership role that just wasn't expected um, for someone like him at such a young age at this stage of his career. So I think that um, he definitely deserves the award. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the MVP conversation next season because he's just that good. Yeah. Um, but Puka, but Puka Nakua, uh, he's Cooper Cup 2.0. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, he, he's going to be great. He's gonna be great. How lucky are the Rams, man? Uh, they are. They they just they just kill it with the with wide receivers in the draft. This was um, supposed to be their down year, and they ended up making the playoffs. Like that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I think that uh, that he's set up for success in the future as well. But yeah, congrats to C.J. Stroud and to Will Anderson and the Texans. You know, we'll talk about D'Amico Ryan's when we get to the coach of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I should say, I will say that. Um, like you hit on, I think CJ really surprised a lot of people, really put himself on the map and um, blew out all expectations. And I think when it comes to the time when Tim and I get back to our, our top 10 player rankings over the summer for the upcoming season, which is crazy, we're already having that discussion. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be uh, someone's going to get kicked out of the top 10. CJ Stroud definitely belong, deserves to be in that conversation and somewhere in that top 10 so we will see but without a doubt without a doubt um the last two major awards um it's kind of interesting so you had um a lot of teams had multiple awards so i know the fedex air and ground players of the year were purdy and mccaffrey um and then you had both texan rookies winning rookies of the year but we have the cleveland browns out here winning three players winning uh awards this year you got miles garrett defensive player of the year and then the last two awards we're going to hit on coach of the year, Kevin Stefanski. And this was my pick. I'm glad that he got it. Um, and then comeback player of the year was Joe Flacco. So um, my quick thoughts on that. I think the Flacco thing is hilarious, but definitely well-deserved. I mean, I get the whole DeMar Hamlin thing, but it, like respect, you know, I'm glad he can come back and play football, but he, he didn't do anything on the field this year. So I don't think that, makes sense for him to get that award um i think joe coming off the fucking couch leading the browns to a playoff win is crazy and i think the job that stefanski did with a carousel of quarterbacks having a 40 year old joe flacco winning games for them and leading the number one defense in the league is a hell of a job so i think stefanski or D'Amico were the my two picks and then obviously dan campbell good option as well a lot of a lot of coaches were um worthy of this this award but i'm glad stefanski got it for the job he was able to do with the resources given to him yeah i agree um stefanski you know didn't really care about the the award personally because there were so many (laughs) there were there were so many great coaches um because like if you look at if you look at D'Amico, if i would have had to have a a pick my pick would probably have been D'Amico because we didn't really expect the Texans to take this much of a step forward and they beat the Browns in the playoffs in the first round. 
to get to the divisional round against the Ravens, which obviously they lost that game, but nobody expected that to happen. D'Amico really turned that organization around in such a short amount of time with so many young players on that roster. That's the biggest. I think that I think that that is that speaks volumes to how good of a coach he is and how well respected he is in that locker room and really the, the kind of culture that he's building in Houston. And I think that this is going to be a very competitive team. And, uh, you know, we talked about the Jaguars, but I mean, did you expect the Texans to win the South this year? Probably not. Uh, everybody thought that the Jaguars. Was not on my bingo some, board. Yeah. Some people had the Jaguars going to the freaking Super Bowl, And um, I'm just like, man, I personally thought that the Jaguars were going to make it at least to the championship and they didn't even make the playoffs, man. Um, yeah, you know, the, the, the Texans, they, they stole that division from them. And I think that that's going to be the case. It's going to be very competitive um, for years to come. And uh, that all starts with D'Amico. So I think that he, if I, if I had to pick someone, it would have been him, but Kevin Stefanski, I mean, is he's still a fantastic coach, him and Jim Schwartz, you know, shout out to Jim Schwartz, uh, Eagles guy there. Uh, he also won a um... Super Bowl. Uh, assistant coach of the year, Jim Schwartz. So he they did. actually got four awards. <laughs> it's crazy. He did, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, uh, a lot of respect for Kevin Stefanski. I love the Browns. Not the organization as much um, for obvious reasons, but uh, Stefanski's a great coach, and he, he does great things, and hopefully they can they can make something happen next year with uh, De Predator Watson. And and, and all of this. <laughs> the, the harasser Watson. All of that, too, without my choice before the season started, number one running back in Nick Chubb. They did all that without him, so pretty impressive. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah I, even even when Deshaun was healthy, you know, like there wasn't really much, much, uh, much spark there. No, um, but once they kind of got things together, um, it looked it looked like it was going trending in the right direction, and then Deshaun got hurt, and then Joe Flacco, like you mentioned before, came off the couch, and it really just kind of showed you, like, hey, all all they needed was really average to slightly above average quarterback play. Yeah. competent quarterback play for this team to excel and um i think that that's that that that's great for flacco congrats to flacco on winning that i hear your argument about demar i still think that he should have gotten the award mm-hmm. because think about this what what greater comeback is there than coming back from literal death like we have to we have to reassess what the the award means at this point if you want to make the argument that he shouldn't have gotten it because he made a he made an incredible comeback. He was literally dead on that field. They brought him back to life. He was able to rehabilitate his body to a point where he could play football again. Mm-hmm. And I mean, people forget that before the injury, before this happened. I mean, Demar Hamlin wasn't really that great anyway, um, but he was good enough to be on that team and come back and play some snaps, play some football. And I think that that, um, like when Alex, like the year that Alex Smith went down. And almost died, and uh, I'm not sure if he got comeback player of the year when he came I think, back. Uh, I think he did. Yeah, with the with Washington. Yeah, with Washington. But uh, you know that that's my argument for it is that there's no greater comeback than coming back from actual death. But I'm not I'm not super upset at Joe Flacco getting it because what the guy did down the stretch was incredible. It didn't go their way, but nobody expected him to come off the couch and play as well as he was playing. So. Props to him and Kevin Stefanski and Jim Schwartz. Yeah, I, I, I'm like I said, if if Hamlin would have gotten it, I wouldn't have you know put up a fight for anything. Um, I think it's he definitely deserved to be nominated. Um, like you said, it's I don't think any other players ever come back from that. So um, yeah, 
but we digress. So <laughs> last kind of ending of this episode, so we'll just hit on the, the Super Bowl. Um, who we think was going to win any key pointers. I think so. <laughs> I had my rematch because I was delusional of Eagles versus Chiefs. Yeah. Um, we had a all of our guest um, picks for the year. Uh, every week they, um, if anyone was on it, so they got a chance to submit their Super Bowl predictions. So we had probably 15, at least fifteen people. Um, nobody correctly got the matchup of Chiefs Niners. Um, a lot of people, including yourself, Mike, had the 49ers representing the NFC. Um, I was the only one who had the Chiefs on the AFC side, mostly because of I was just hoping for a rematch of last year's Super Bowl. But who'd you have? you had Ravens Niners, right? Yeah, I had Ravens Niners, the the most popular yeah um, bo- boring uh, Super Bowl probability. But that being said, um I'll let you take a crack at it. What's your uh Give me a, a score, a winner, and an MVP. All right, so this is tough because I just know that at this point I keep getting burned. I keep getting I keep getting killed by Mahomes, man. I keep betting against them. He keeps laughing in my face mm-hmm. and killing my bets because there's just no reason to believe that they would have made it this far. But I'm going to learn my lesson here. Um, because I think that Mahomes is the GOAT. You know, I think he's the greatest of all time, um, or if not the second greatest of all time, next to Brady, because he doesn't have the accolades to match the the resume to match Brady. But just seeing what the guy does week in and week out in the NFL is just it's so frustrating. Like, I can't believe Chiefs fans get this every single year for uh, the next, like, 10 years. So unfair. We saw, <laughs> we saw the Patriots fall just to see the Chiefs rise. Um, and it's just not fair, Dakota. It's not fair. Um, well, uh, I want uh, that for us. Who's – okay. I mean, you you're, you haven't um, – you said you started watching football during Chip Kelly era, but – Chip Kelly era, yeah. I mean, right. I, I know all about the Andy Reid era. You know, it was great because we were always competitive. Well, we no. We were always in it. I was going to say, so far – would you rather see if if you were told Brady and Mahomes are going to have the same run? Each was going to be dominant in the playoffs. Each was going to win seven Super Bowls. Who do you think is the more like who would you rather root for in that, or who's like the least insufferable? Because I feel like Brady was. I didn't like Brady on the Patriots. Definitely, definitely Mahomes. I mean, mm. Brady was Brady's always been insufferable. I mean, Mahomes gets a lot of shit too nowadays, especially he with does. The, the calling for penalties and stuff. But yeah, he's he's kind of a little pussy sometimes. But you know, excuse my language. <laughs> but that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you a bitch. Yeah, I mean, he's a little bitch sometimes. You know, That's he's crazy. just like, oh, no fun. It's cool. Yeah, like, <laughs> but he's very much more likable than Brady is for mm. sure. You know, I, I've always. As a, I've always watched football as a casual fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really started to get into it, you know, in like the early like 2014, 2015 year when once I like was done with high school and was in college um, and started being around more people that liked football, not just the Eagles, because you know how I feel about Philly fans. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, seeing Mahomes and what he's doing, I'm actually enjoying and trying to remember sometimes like we are witnessing greatness at this moment and you know i'm just I'm, I'm going to try to enjoy being a part of that and being able to see it and say that i saw this kid accomplish so much 
at such a young age because he really is, I think, going to go down as the greatest of all time. But I definitely think that it's easier to root for Mahomes than it was for Brady. Um, um, but I never felt like that watching Tom Brady. It was always just like, this dude again? Like, again? Are you kidding me? Like, can we just – can we change the channel? Can we see something else? Can we have somebody else? And I'm getting there with the Chiefs because they've been to the Super Bowl, what, four times in the past six years? Yeah. So it's just like I'm I'm ready to see a weird matchup. But with that being said, I think the Chiefs win it. Um, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I'm going to go ahead and say that the Chiefs win it. Well, kind of low-scoring. I'd say uh, I say they win it. To, I'm going to be boring with the score. I say the Chiefs win 23 to 20, um, and it comes down to a Harrison Bucker field goal, um, last drive. 45 seconds left on the clock. Niners just scored a touchdown to bring it to 20 to 20 to 20 to tie the game. Uh, Mahomes does what Mahomes does, drives down the field. Uh, he kicks a field goal with 10 seconds left. Harrison Bucker drills it. Chiefs a repeat for the first time. We have a repeat winner in a long time. Um, and Super Bowl MVP. Are you ready for this? I'm going right. to go Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, okay. And, uh, okay. I'm going to say Pacheco goes for two tutties and has over 100 yards of scrimmage for the day because I think that they're going to rely a lot on him to run the ball against this very bad rush defense that the Niners have had, especially in uh, the past couple of weeks. And uh, I think that, you know, you see how Pacheco runs. Uh, he, the guy runs like he's mad at the world. Um, so. <laughs> So I think that uh that he's gonna he's gonna get Super Bowl MVP here. Okay. Um yeah, I mean I could definitely um definitely see that. I'm going to say so I actually just saw that. I don't know when this was announced, but their left guard Joe Tooney of the Chiefs is actually out. That is a huge loss. Yeah, yeah. Um I that was expected. However, I going to go with the Chiefs um I, I'm still like I, I I like Mahomes I'm still gonna root for Andy um I like Travis um yeah there's a lot of likable players on the Chiefs I think they've gone from like these like young upstarts and like a likable coach to like the villains of the league all of a sudden because they're winning um yeah but Tell I think what. they're gonna yeah the test thing doesn't help um I think if if uh, so, I'll say Chiefs again. I think defensive low scoring game, kind of like you, but they're definitely going to get into the twenties. So I'll say Chiefs twenty twenty. I'm trying to do math in my head. Let's say three touchdowns and two field goals. That puts us at what twenty? So twenty eight. Um, no, I can't count twenty seven. Yeah. You said three touchdowns and two field goals? So 21 plus six is 27. So let's say Chiefs yeah. 27, 49ers 24. 24, so two, two, two touchdowns and a field goal for the 49ers? Yeah, 27, 24. Well, no, three, three touchdowns, three and, a touchdowns and a field goal. Three touchdowns um, and a field goal. And I'm going to go – I think if it goes offense, obviously Pat Mahomes. But I'm going to say that – Chris Jones is going to have a strip sack of Brock Purdy. That's a good He's going to go for a touchdown. Yeah, Chris Jones, two sacks, fumble recovery, and a touchdown, and he wins a uh, Super Bowl MVP. 
Yeah, man, that that's a good pick. Um, it would definitely make his case to get paid. I might, might uh, bet on that right now. <laughs> I think that if he, I think if he wins Super Bowl MVP, especially, there's no way he comes back to the Chiefs next year. Um, I think his asking price is going to be way too high Astronaut. for what they are willing to pay. Astronaut. And I think that he could he could easily be be the high one of the highest paid um, defensive linemen in the league anywhere he goes. The guy is just so he's so good. He's such a he's such a freak athlete, such a game wrecker. Uh, yeah. I love I love Chris Jones and what he does, even though like his face kind of gives me like douchebag vibes. But hearing he's him uh, on the he's, hearing him Fletcher on, Cox uh, are very similar to me. They're very uh, yeah. same vibe. Hearing him talk on the on the Kelsey's podcast, I was just like, man, this guy. He just seems like a cool guy you can have talks. a beer with him. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but yeah, I think that it's very likely that um, that he could win it. Um, but yeah, man, um, I think that the the 49ers keys to victory is to win up front, and they just have not been winning, which is just embarrassing because they've invested so much money in that defensive line. I mean, Javon Hargrave gave them a huge contract. They brought in they brought in Gregory from from Denver. He has been non-existent. They brought in mm-hmm. Chase Young from Washington. Nick mm-hmm. Bosa. These guys are just not. They're just not winning up. up front. They they have to step up. I mean, you got Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner in in, in the box and, and linebacker position. Arguably the the best linebacker duo in the NFL. So um, I think that they are going to have big roles to try to stop that run. And that's why I think Pacheco's going to have a huge day and why he's going to get um, the MVP. But if not him. If the if the Niners win, it's going to be Christian McCaffrey. He's going to get Super Bowl MVP. If the Niners win, it's going to be thanks to that guy. So I would hope we'll see. I, it'll probably go to Purdy. But. We'll see. It should be fun. I hope not. Oh my god, that the narratives would just uh, Monday morning is gonna be the worst day ever if he gets it. But um, yeah, it's I think it's not gonna be a fun one. I think it's going to be a boring game. Um, I think that uh, I, I and again, I still hold out hope that both teams lose. So um, we'll see. You know, it should be a yeah. a non a non memorable Super Bowl. We'll see. I think. Um, I also think it's unfair that we had, you know, off. You had Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs when they were an offensive powerhouse with like Tyreek Hill and like their defense was a liability. To now their defense is a top five unit in the league, and their offense is a little sus because they have like you know. JV wide receivers besides Jason uh, besides uh, Travis Kelsey, but you still got Mahomes. You give you give Mahomes. It's very Brady esque. Brady had no name receivers for a long time. Um, yeah, backed by a great defense, and he was able to find ways to win and to you know the on branch. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think it'll be a fun a fun game. I don't think it'll be as explosive as the Eagles Chiefs last year. Um, what a game! But, I mean, hey, Eagles fans, silver lining. We had probably in the last six years the two most exciting Super Bowls that we were part of. So We did, yeah. To me, still, to this day, um, I know that there's a little bit of bias, but I still think that the Patriots-Eagles game was the greatest game of football I've ever watched. Was the greatest was only, Super Bowl. Was there Super one Bowl. punt? I think there was only one punt. Or no punts, I can't it was, remember. It was the greatest Super Bowl I've ever seen. And I've seen, I mean, the earliest Super Bowl that I can think of that I've seen from start to finish was probably um, the first the first Manning Super Bowl, mm. first Peyton Manning Super Bowl when he was with the Broncos. No, he was with the Colts. That was the first when the Colts won it. Who did they? What year was I that? I remember who they played. That's Seattle. No. I don't know. 
But hmm. since I've been watching the Super Bowl every year, that that was the best game. Um, but the best overall, and I mean, I'm, I'm going on a tangent a little bit, but just to say the best game I think I've ever seen in the NFL just because it was so fun to watch was the Rams-Chiefs when they both scored like 50 points. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fucking crazy. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, well, let's see if you're right. We we shall see. Oh, this is really bothering me. I need to figure out who the fucking Colts played in that, that Super Bowl. I feel like I want to say Seattle. But I feel like they played Pittsburgh. Maybe no, but not Pittsburgh. It couldn't have been Pittsburgh. Or AFC. No, I mean um, Seattle played Pittsburgh. I'm saying. Oh yeah, so I think Seattle. When I think when Pittsburgh won, it was against Seattle, right? Was it the was it the Bears? Were the Bears in the Super Bowl? I don't know. Hold on, you got to look for it. Uh, da, 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 da. It was the Bears. There you go. Who the fuck was their quarterback? <laughs> Jay Cutler? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Let's see. Chicago Bears. They were 13 and 3. Number one seed. Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman. Wow. They must have had I a crazy defense. Is. They had to have had yeah. a crazy defense. Yeah, that's always been their identity is defense. The Bears, they've always been a defensive focus. They allowed that year the the Bears defense allowed the fewest yards per drive in the league. Bonus question for you, real quick. Yes, I know that. I um, so I, I don't know how how much gambling you do, but if you if you had to choose two locks of the Super Bowl, two props. It could be props. It could be spreads, touchdowns, whatever. What are your two locks of the Super Bowl? Um, hmm, that's tough. I would say McCaffrey. I mean, here's the problem. McCaffrey, Benny McCaffrey to score a touchdown, the odds aren't even good for you. Like It's, it's like minus 220. Yeah, but I would say McCaffrey, 100 scrimmage yards, touchdown. And yeah. then... Um, that would be one lock, and then God, I don't know. But it's tough because you don't know how these defenses are going to play. Yeah, I was going to say uh, Pacheco. Yeah, Pacheco I touchdown. I think is a lock. I think I think based on the Ravens game, um, Travis Kelsey is going to have another good game. Um, yeah, I, I would say. Six receptions for Trav, six plus. Yeah, so the over on on Travis receptions, I think it's at six point five right now. Oh, is it really? Jeez. Yeah, uh, I think that I could see it though. I think Isaiah Pacheco for a touchdown is a lock, and then I also think that the Chiefs plus three point five is a lock. I think the line's at two point five right now or two, but Mahomes is an underdog. You're you're making it too easy, Vegas. Unless you know I'll something take, that we yeah. don't. I'll take Chiefs on the money line. Yeah, Chiefs. I, I wouldn't take Chiefs money line because I can see if if the Niners win it, I think it's I think the only way they win this game is is super close. Um, so I think that taking plus money, taking uh taking the Chiefs spread uh is is definitely easy money, even if it's at plus two point five. I took them at plus four, um, just in case something weird happens, I get a push. Um, and then on my big parlay. I took the minus one straight up because, again, I think the Chiefs are going to win. 
And hey, who knows? I'm a terrible gambler, and every time I put big money on anything, it doesn't happen. So I put big money on the Chiefs winning. <laughs> so maybe, maybe you know, maybe I've, because of yeah. me they lose. I mean, I had to cut down some gambling because of I. I didn't lose. I didn't lose money I spent. I lost out on money I could have had last year because of the Super Bowl. Um, still. That's why I stopped using FanDuel, honestly, because they fucked me over and I was very pissed about it. Um, yeah, I stopped using FanDuel. I only use DraftKings now because I think FanDuel is organized crime. They, well, they... You, I mean, I had the Eagles as Super Bowl winners since the first week of last year. And I could cash out that bet at any point all year. They beat the Niners. That cash out bet disappeared. I was like, really? really? Yep. I could not cash out and I should have hedged it and I didn't. And I ended up losing out on, I mean, if the Eagles had won, I would have had 1800 bucks. Yeah. Should have hedged, man. Could have hedged it. So. Yeah. My boy, my boy has a, has a future on the Niners. He put week one, he put 50 bucks on the Niners to win the Super Bowl it was 10 to one odds hmm. to win 550 bucks. So, I mean, I'm like, Hey man, hedge, <laughs> you know, it's 500 bucks off 50. That's a great. That's a great bet. Always hedge your bets. Always hedge your big bets, kids. Moral of the story. Yeah. Walk away with something. Yeah, I hedged a March Madness bet two years ago, and it ended up being like the greatest decision I ever made. So, yeah, man. But all right, Mike. Thanks for uh, hopping on. We're both Team KC for this Super Bowl. Um, Sadly, I'm Team Bane. I'm Team No One. Hopefully, Bane blows up the the stadium like oh, in Batman. God. I will say. So, last point then. What's the I don't even know what I want to say for this. How do you think the halftime? How do you think Usher's halftime show is gonna be? Is it gonna be like one of the best we've seen in a while? Or is it gonna be like kind of well, it was fun, but it wasn't great? What do you, what, where's your where's your head at? I think it's gonna be the best one in the past four years. I think it's gonna be the best one since since Dr. Dre brought out everybody, mm. which was what, three years ago? I forget. Yeah, I, I'm a similar mindset. I think he his music really fits like a, it's like a it party does. theme like um it does i think it'll work really well i think yeah and he's yeah, bringing I out alicia keys good. so we're gonna hear some my boo supposedly that maybe maybe crazy. even uh maybe even jb apparently justin b that would be wild that would be that'd wild. be awesome that'd be awesome but yeah. all right yeah looking i mean looking forward to it as always um yeah there, there's a lot of people i think the i think the the um the wizards are playing are they playing the the sixers today i don't know that's anything to do with the super bowl but no i'm I'm only asking because i see a lot of um sixers jerseys oh and that's not usual that's not usual for dc yeah yeah well no who was wait who was last year's was it the weekend he was last year's super bowl was it the weekend he was the performer no no last year was rihanna oh that's right we, I yeah. think the year before that was the weekend. Yeah, the year before that was the weekend, which was bad. That was not – yeah, that was weird. Then they had that whole, like – they went to, like, the all the mirrors and stuff, and then it was – yeah, it was – It was cringe. Weird. It was weird. cringe. It was bad. <laughs> but, yeah. But. Um, yeah, man, thank you for having me on. As always, it's always uh, a pleasure. Always a good time. I'll be back on whenever you want me to. Absolutely. And, uh, of course, the birds. The birds, baby. All right, everyone, enjoy the Super Bowl. Have fun. Good day. Bye.